2: From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Central California in Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. As well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner cable channel 503 in New York City. If you like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the Gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon. I'll have Mark in Cali for over 95 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and A.W. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late Chief Pastor, William M. Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins-that is, those living in the hospitals and and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. A prayer warrior is conditioned to give their all to our heavenly Savior by fasting and praying for this lost and dying world. Among the long list of prayers are the souls of the world who seek the truth. The souls of friends, family, and loved ones are of the highest priority. And while it is true that one can pray anytime or anywhere, it is only in the place of prayer that one is able to feel the full and abiding presence of the Lord. He will be there to let you know that you are loved. Our church choir, directed by Emilia Hahn and accompanied by Elias Matsuki on the piano, and Irish lock on the organ will sing for one and all the beautiful melody entitled In This Very Room. Now for the first presentation, the church band Under My Direction will play the number entitled Lift Every Voice and Sing. Our soloist for today is Tracy Asano. She will sing for us the song entitled, He Touched Me. Tracy will be accompanied by Terry Summers on the piano, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Trustee Associate Pastor Aaron Sprout Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars.
0: He touched me, oh, he touched me, and oh, joy that floods my soul something happened and now i know he touched me and made me whole Sha me and made me hope. Something happened and now I know he touched me
2: The words of this world can easily break even the hardest of saints always remember. With the Lord, every day is a new day, a new day to begin again, to walk and talk with the Lord, to feel His love and grace, and to move forward in Jesus' name. The church choir will sing their second number for today entitled, He Made Everything New. I invite you to sing along as the words appear on your screen. Members of the Apostolic Faith Church Orchestra, under the direction of Trustee Associate Bass Evans Broad Sr., will come together and play the joyous melody entitled Jesus is the Joy of Living. Our vocal group, sings in Harmony, excitedly await to sing this glorious melody entitled, The Old Account. I'd like to dedicate today's song to Ms. Miriam Gundu. Ms. Gundu, may the good Lord continue to pour forth his bountiful blessings upon you, and may he continue to strengthen you each and every day. Have a wonderful, blessed day.
4: There was a time on earth when in the world standing for sins yet unforgiven my name was at the top with many things below i went unto the keeper and settled long ago long ago long ago i settled it all yes the old account was settled long ago And the record's clear today For he washed my sins away When the old account was settled long ago The old account was large and growing every day For I was always sinning and never tried to pay But when I look ahead and saw such pain and woe, I said that I would settle, I settled long ago Long ago, long ago Yes, the old account was settled long ago and the record's clear today for he washed my sins away when the old account was settled long ago oh sinners, seek the lord repent of all your sins for thus he hath commanded if you Settled long ago, hallelujah, and the records clear today for He washed my sins away when the old account was settled
1: long ago. Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda. And I'd like to repeat our television time stations and locations in the continental United States for a viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning a schedule of gospel services here in our home state, of Hawaii. Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held at Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by our Neighbor Island Branch Churches The services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneda Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter Aitin-Loi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K.Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Cannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vespera Espera in President Rojas, Gotobato, Mindanao, Philippines
2: It has been very heartwarming and a true privilege indeed, receiving your calls, written correspondences, and verbal expressions of deep admiration and esteem for our talented choir, band, orchestra, and various vocal and instrumental groups who diligently participate in the musical portion of our weekly telecast. However, no matter how awesome their performances or presentations may be, remember that paramount and above all else on these telecasts is the inspiring word of God for it not only quenches one's thirst, it is the very staff of life itself and truly food for the hungry soul. Oftentimes, people unwarily become attached to a preacher, a pastor, a priest, or a minister, far more than Jesus. This, in my opinion, can lead to unwarranted situations which can result in great personal disappointments, such as we have occasionally witnessed in the news media. Man is weak, man fails, but you can be sure Jesus never fails. The star of our weekly telecast viewers is certainly Jesus, and you should always hang your laurels upon him. Therefore, with the thought in mind, my sermon today is entitled Discipleship. We turn to the Bible and read John 3, 3. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The word again is inserted because God knows we were born once of our parents. Jesus said in verse 7, marvel not that i said unto thee ye must be born again born again that may sound strange to you what does it mean to explain this let's look at what the bible has to say god's word in the first place is very realistic it teaches that no one can gain entrance into heaven by good works as we read in titus 3 4 to 5 after that the kindness and love of god our savior toward man appeared not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. There is none righteous, no, not one, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Our personal experience also teaches us that we all have broken God's laws and have not even done the best we could. We by nature are described as being dead in trespasses and sins, alienated from the life of God, or as having not life. Just as a body without physical life is declared physically dead, so a person separated from the life of God, as described in the Bible, is spiritually dead. Dead in our trespasses and sins, we cannot hope to enter into heaven. We need new lives cleansed from sin by the blood of Jesus. We need to be restored to fellowship with God. We must be born into a new life. We must be born again. Jesus came to bring us this new life. He said in John 10, 10, The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. This means full joy and true happiness. When we are born again, we receive a new life from Jesus, which is happier and fuller than the life we lived before. Man cannot bring about this new birth by his own efforts any more than a baby can cause his own conception. Rebirth is something that God initiates and completes. A man becomes a new creature in Christ Jesus. Apart from spiritual rebirth, man remains outside of God's family. Read in John 3, 5. Verily, verily I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now to be born of water is to be baptized therein. One must go down into the water, be buried in it, and then come up out of the water. This is how one is born again. Sprinkling or pouring water over a person is not baptism. Baptism means to dip, immerse, or plunge. To be born of the Spirit is the baptism of the Holy Spirit of speaking in the unknown tongue. In what name should one be baptized? The answer is definitely in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. After all. The name of the Father is Jesus, the name of the Son is Jesus, and the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. Reading Acts 2:38, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Why is the name of Jesus so important, you ask? Acts 4:12 declares, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved." In other words, according to the Bible, outside the name of Jesus, one cannot be saved. There is only one baptism, one faith, one body, one God and Father of us all. When we take upon us the yoke of full discipleship, we are doing that which Matthew 11, 28 to 30 says, "'Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest.'" Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and it shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. By the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus helps us by carrying our load of care and gives in exchange his comfort and rest. He always carries our load, Therefore our burden becomes light in weight and light by the word of God, to bring illumination for the hungry soul. By definition, the word "disciple" speaks of one who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrines. Instruction in the fields of study, subjects, and training that will result in molding, correcting, and perfecting the physical and spiritual lives of all concerned. Therefore, dear viewers, if you have repented to Jesus for your sins and have been water-washed in Jesus' name, washed by the blood of Jesus, spirit-filled by the power of the Holy Ghost, as evidenced by speaking in the unknown tongue, as the Spirit gave you utterance, you are a true Christian. Now your discipleship must continue to grow so that you can endure until Jesus calls his bride to come up hither. There are many blessings promised to everyone who will obey and go all the way with the Lord. Spiritual knowledge is a cherished blessing and gift from the Lord. Let us read in Hosea 6-3. Then we shall know if we follow on to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter, and form a rain unto the earth. The gospel of the kingdom of God that we preach is God sent. Yes, fears, the promise to you who are obedient is simple. Do his will, and you will personally gain knowledge as to whether God speaks or this is just words out of a man. After all, when a person speaks of himself, he is seeking to promote himself from his own strengths. But when Jesus spoke, he sought to glorify God. If we are to continue on in the gospel, then we must become as we are with all the stresses, strains, and problems of daily living, and yet stand for truth and the righteousness which God has given us. God's Word is sure. It will do us well to just take heed. This world is a dark place because of sin's pollution. Thank God that we have the truth in Jesus to guide us all the way. The Lord does want us to abide in Him. Abiding in Jesus means to wait for Him, endure without yielding to the enemy, and exercise patience, the virtue which brings forth a perfect work. If we choose to accomplish this, we gain holy boldness, holy confidence, and we won't be ashamed in His presence at His coming. The appearance of God's grace on this earth has been in many forms. The fact that the Scripture mentions, and He shall come unto us as rain, tells us that rain is of the grace, mercy, and compassion of the Lord. Without rain, the human being, as well as all other kinds, would have ceased to exist. Furthermore, without rain, the earth would not have cooled off as quickly as it has done, and everything would have been scorched beyond viable life. The portion, and he shall come unto us, of that same reference tells of God's mercy, compassion, and grace to afford fallen mankind before and after the fact. The opportunity to be restored into the realm of God's friendship. This grace of God would be realized through the birth, the life, and death of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thus, we were given the greatest friend, an example that a man could ever have in a lifetime. This is what we call can't call grace. It truly is heavenly assistance. The grace of God doesn't stop short of its goal. The wise master builder. Paul the apostle reminds us that it was according to the grace of God that was given to him in such great abundance that caused him to lay a foundation upon which others would build. His timely advice to all is very direct for he says, "But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon: for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ." Still, yet to this very day, God's grace continues. Why, you might ask. The Lord is allowing His grace that we may take advantage now in righteousness and harvest in mercy. The time is such where both sinner and child of God must not be idle, but instead be up and performing the will of the Lord. His coming is soon, which gives us no promise of tomorrow, and yet allows for the Lord to rain His righteousness upon all. The spiritual harvest is upon us. The Lord is constantly reminding His people that there is a great multitude of sins yet to be set free by the truth. However, in this evil time that we live, only a few true disciples continue to labor on for the Lord. Our burden is compounded as we must harvest and pray constantly to our Lord that He sent forth labors into His harvest. As a disciple, we must not only hear and tell of God's Word, but also be an example of it. Example is always the best teacher. Speaking to His disciples, John 4, 34, Jesus said unto them, My need is to do the will of Him that sent me and to finish His work. Look at Jesus as your example and see for yourself how He portrayed purpose in life. A zeal for the task which was given entire consecration, allowed the will of God to be first and foremost, and exhibited the kind of obedience whereby many were made righteous. Like Jesus, the disciples should have the desire in Him to finish that which He has started, so that His testimony would read, just as 2 Timothy 4 7 says, I have fought a good fight, I finished my course, I have kept the faith. Truly, if one has exercised this kind of discipline, then he would have recognized the fields as white and ready to harvest. The reward is very great, that is rejoicing and being with the sowers and reapers as they gather fruit unto eternal life. Perseverance is a definite requirement in God's work. We are taught by the scriptures that we are here on earth but for a season, and we shall reap if we faint not. Thus, let's make it a part of our personal prayers that the Lord give us the strength daily to endure unto the end because Matthew 24:13 teaches us, but he that shall endure unto the end the same shall be saved. Spiritual light is also a blessing promised to the believer so that his personal discipleship will be enhanced and cause him to grow with vision in a Christ-like manner. John eight twelve tells us, Then spake Jesus again to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The Lord has not ceased communicating with his creation, the very first book of the Bible opens with the phrase, In the beginning, God. Everything from this point on refers to the self revealing God. God created by the power of His Word and out of the nothingness, there appeared His creation. This first manifestation speaks of God as the Creator, God as the Father, as the Spirit, and God who spoke to Adam and Eve, because in Genesis 3 9 tells us, And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Disobedience to the known will of God is sin in His eyes. Sin. Causes separation, and death to be one's wages. This is exactly what Adam and Eve suffered. The question, "Where art thou?" is still good for today. Answer this question for yourselves, viewers. We have a wonderful God. Psalms 86:15 says, "But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and plenteous in mercy and truth." He saw the path man had chosen for himself and how degraded life had become. The Almighty God chose to allow a way of escape for man that he might once more entertain a godly friendship. God's love for his creation and not the sin found therein caused him to address the people from his second manifestation, the bodily form of Jesus. Colossians 2 9 speaks, For in him, that is Jesus, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Many came to see and hear Jesus for His popularity it was great. God was at work in the flesh. Jesus preached the fullness of the gospel of the kingdom of God. John 1, 10 to 11 tells us like it is. He was in the world, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. Jesus, being made perfect, authored eternal salvation for the obedient, and thusly Jesus is the one that we must look to as our example as author and finisher he alone knew all the requirements from start to finish for this new and living way it is Jesus who paid the price it is Jesus who had and still has all the power in heaven and earth jesus teaches in john 4:24 god is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Just before Jesus was crucified and went to heaven to prepare a place for you and me, he told his disciples that he would send them a comforter. This comforter is the gift of the Holy Ghost, who united and caused the birth of the first Christian church on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit gave utterance to the newborn church, and they spoke in tongues. This was a sign of the indwelling Christ The hope of glory this would be in the special privileges from God making known the richest glory and mystery given working in and with the first church the Holy Ghost initiated the third manifestation of our God now we the body of Christ have Jesus dwelling in us through the power of the Holy Spirit he teaches us all things pertaining to the work of the Lord He gives us spiritual memory of all that has been said by the Lord. He guides and directs us in the fullness of the righteousness of God. The Word of God informs us that no one has seen, heard, and neither has it been a desire in man's heart, all the wonderful things which God has prepared for them that love Him. Man has come to this knowledge because the Spirit of God searches all the deep things of God and has revealed them to man by His Spirit. The secrets of man are revealed by man, and the things of God are revealed by the Spirit of God. It is true, viewers, if you serve the world, then you are educated by the world. However, we serve the Lord. Almighty God, and through His Holy Spirit, we are educated in the things that are freely given to us of God. This educational process is given to the child of God in the form of personal testimony so that we become true and living witnesses of the reality of a living God. The natural man is spiritually blind because there is no communion with the Spirit of God. Because of the absence of Jesus in His life, interest is without discernment, and the total work of God becomes as foolishness unto Him. Our testimony, given through the power of the Holy Spirit, helps us to judge for ourselves what the Lord has taught us. Those who are not yet serving the Lord, in truth, upon hearing our testimony, are not able to gainsay what the Lord has demonstrated because it is all spiritually found. God is truly unsearchable. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians two sixteen, For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Simply, our discipleship is exhibited When we continually seek unto God and commit our every cause unto Him, He is a doer of great and marvelous things that are innumerable and unsearchable. We have received the Spirit which is of God. We know the things that are freely given to us of God. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we have Christ, Jesus dwelling in us. We have spiritual discernment. We have spiritual knowledge and understanding, and we have the divine teacher, Jesus himself, instructing us daily that we might hear the heavenly calls to come up hither and be a part of that great union in the sky. How is your discipleship, viewers? Is it causing you to take advantage of the things that are freely given to you of God? Serving the Lord in the beauty of holiness, righteousness, and truth is the fair? in the house of God. It is taught to us by the anointing, that is the Holy Spirit, who teaches in such a way as to cause us to abide in the truth. Now, if you abide in the truth, when Jesus returns for his bride, we are going to be confident and not be ashamed before him. Remember that I quoted Matthew twenty-four, thirteen, which reminds us, but he that shall endure unto the end the same shall be saved. Thus, our personal prayer in behalf of our own discipleship should be, Lord, help me to serve thee in the beauty of holiness, righteousness, and truth all the days of my life. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Paris, Billy Hahn, Jr., expressing my sincere appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come to your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. The church band will close today's program by playing for you the number entitled Bringing in the Sheaves.
3: was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.